Hi, it's Melanie White here for another episode of the Habitology Podcast. And this is episode number 30, and it's the first in a series for entrepreneurs. And this one is about your professional identity. Professional identity is something that every entrepreneur or solo business owner or solopreneur, whatever you want to call yourself, needs. The reason is that when people buy something from somebody, they're actually buying you, the person. And you want to stand out. You don't want to be like everybody else in your niche or in your industry. You want to be seen as a particular type of person that people will go to when they have a certain type of problem. You want to stand out and be clearly identifiable, not vanilla and blending in. And that means you have to look at the parts of yourself that really attract people and to package those together into your identity. That's a huge part of your promotion and branding for your business. And that's why I think this is the important starting point for any entrepreneur or any new business owner. So let's look at the four things that make up identity in this episode. And then we'll talk about the identikit that you need, that is the toolkit to help you build your identity and your brand, just at the very basic level. The first part of your identity is who you are as a person, because that dictates how people perceive you and whether they want to connect with you in the first place. First impressions count. So it's important that you are authentic and honest and that you put your personality out there, that you really show yourself and the best parts of yourself to the world. Now that could be your experience, your life story, the journey that you've been on, your own recovery from disaster, uh, your own successes and challenges and triumphs. It could be any of those things, but it needs to be told in a story style um, text. Who you are as a person helps people to decide whether they're going to buy from you or not. And I was asked a question the other day, you know, should my business be under my own name or under the banner of a brand? I've been told it's easier to sell my business later on or scale it if it's under the name of the brand. That may or may not be true, but I think what is really clear to me at least is that you need to be the face of your business. You need to be recognisable and you need to build a profile. It's very difficult to do this when you're standing, starting up a business to develop a profile and become known. So who you are as a person needs to shine through in everything you put out in your marketing. We'll talk about how to do that in a moment when we come to the Identity Kit. The second part of this is your why. And that is what drives you to do this business? Why must you do this business no matter what? What is the driving force that motivates you, that inspires you, that enables you to persist when times are difficult, that helps you get through the tough bits? What is the bigger picture, the meaning, the purpose? It's important that you're really connected to a why, strongly connected to it because this is what creates longevity, inspiration, motivation, and your ability to keep the business running. It is also a really important part of your magnetic messaging. People are attracted to your why. It's your values out in the open, your heart on your sleeve for everybody to see. 
that authentic story of what really lights you up and what is most important to you, I think is the essence of marketing. And I want to tell you a quick story about that and why I believe this is so important. I've always been an introverted person or on that side and quite shy. I was very, very shy as a child. I hated speaking up or talking to other people and I fumbled over my words a lot. I would be the last person who'd want to stand up and read something in a class. I was the last person who wanted to stand out and be noticed. And so as a consequence, most people didn't notice me and thought not much of my opinion or what I did. But there are a few times in my early life that really stand out for me. And one was an English class. It would have been probably about 1982. And I was required to stand up at the front of the class and read a part in a play. And what happened was I stood up and read my part and the other two girls who were supposed to read their parts didn't speak. So I'm standing at the front of the class on my own and I was getting angrier and angrier and more and more frustrated and it came out in my voice. I started ad-libbing the words. I started making things up and I had this sense of conviction and I started pointing and raising my voice. The other two girls just sat there silently and I finished and the room went quiet and suddenly I got a standing ovation. (laughs) All I had done was gotten angry and I realised then that it wasn't about who I was, it's how I stood up and my why. My why was I was feeling emotional and angry and that sense of conviction and confidence came out in my voice. It didn't matter that Um, I wasn't actually engaged with the content of the play. It was that my sense of intent was coming out in that conversation. And I've realized that if you want to connect with clients, if you want to sell anything, if you want to become known, you have to find that confidence and conviction in your voice. It is the secret essence for creating a successful business. And so if you can connect to your why, your deeper meaning, the thing that gets you ranting and raving, It is a surefire way to attract attention, to be seen and known and to attract clients. So your why is a really critical part of your identity. It's what you stand for and that's what makes you stand out. The third part of your identity is knowing how you work with people. I'm a big fan of keeping this really simple. I'm a big fan of presenting two types of service. There's type A and type B. And you deliver them via phone or Zoom or Skype or in person. So the mode of delivery could be different, but only two types of service. Well, why is that? I have to say, through my own experience, when I've looked for service providers, if I have seen somebody advertising, I do corporates, I do groups, I do one-to-one, I do this, I do that, I'm immediately suspicious. I think, how can one person do all of those things and be good at them? It's the old saying, jack of all trades, master of none. To be realistic and authentic, to get people's trust and to get them actually interested in you, it's important to be honest. Don't say that you've worked with hundreds of people if you haven't. Don't say that you're an industry leader if you're not. Don't say you're a published author if you haven't done it. People are going to find out that you haven't and they'll feel deceived. 
And the same thing goes with your services. Just be really plain and simple. There is a thing called the paradox of choice and it basically says that the more choice people have, the less able they are to choose. So by keeping it simple, you're doing two things. You're being totally real and authentic. You're saying, I do this or I do that. And the other thing is you're making it easy for people to decide, to choose and to take action, to actually pick something rather than be overwhelmed by the choice and to turn away empty-handed. So the how you work with people is also really critical. The fourth part of your identity is your persona and how you show up. And I've talked a little bit about this already, your who, the who you are as, as a person. But I want to talk about this in kind of a package sense where you put together a bit of a summary of who you are and what you do and why you do it and a bit of your own story in there. You don't have to share anything that's embarrassing or painful or difficult or uncomfortable. You don't have to share anything about your story that you'd rather not talk about or, that, or about an area you'd rather not work in. That's not the point of this. The point is that you want to work in a particular area, let's say weight loss, let's say giving up smoking or maybe eating smaller portions or maybe rediscovering a fit, strong body by getting back into exercise whatever it is that you're doing in your business. You've got to want to do that and like doing that and then tell the bits of your story that relate to that, that you feel comfortable to share. So your persona is a combination of those things and then it's also how you show up. So this is about you being really accountable. You show up professionally, well-groomed, speaking clearly, using the types of words that are authentically you. If you're a type A personality, for example, there's no way that you can pretend to be a quiet little introvert. People will see through that straight away. And the reverse is also true. If you're a quiet little mousy person, it's pretty hard to express yourself as an outgoing, gutsy type of person with a lot of courage. It just won't work. It's not real. Your persona is who you are. It's your character traits and your strengths. And there is somebody out there for you. There is a client who wants to work with you because they like what they see. In your own life, you have friends, family, relationships, people that like to talk to you and be around you. And think about what it is that attracts you to them. That's the persona that you want to put out in the world. It's the thing that's drawing people to you. You want to capture the essence of that. And know that you can use that in marketing. And also to be really uh, professional in the way you show up. As I mentioned, the grooming, the punctuality, being on time for appointments instead of late. If you're late, it's sending a message. And the message is, I'm doing something more important than being here with you right now. So being on time is really important. And that's all part of your persona. You're accountable. You do what you say you're going to do. There's no the dog ate my homework. There's no my internet was down and I couldn't get the email to you. You will find a way. And that's really important because people feel they can rely on you, they can trust you and that they will get a quality service. So all of those little attention to detail things are so critical. A client will want to get to know someone who seems trustworthy and solid in their definition of that. So be really clear on how you show up. 
not just in the personality you convey, but how accountable and professional you are. So we've talked about four things that make up your professional identity. The who you are as a person, your why, what drives you, how you work with people, and your persona and how you show up professionally. So with all those in mind, how do you actually package that into something? What are the tools that you need to create this identity and to put that out into the world? Well, I'm going to talk about something now that I'm calling an identikit. And it's an, uh, there are five things really that make up this identikit, this set of identification tools that help you to communicate with the world. The first one is professional photos. I'm not talking about getting your best friend to go down to the park with you at dawn and snap some shots of you on the iPhone. I'm talking about getting some proper professional photos. It should cost you um, only a couple of hundred dollars. It's a worthy investment because it's the first thing that people see. Make sure the lighting's great. Wear the colours that um, best suit you and reflect your brand and your logos. And have a whole bunch taken so that you can use them several times. You'll need to take professional photos regularly, once a year or every couple of years so that they're current. Professional photos are a must. That's the first tool in your identity kit. Secondly, you'll need a bio that portrays your personality, tells a story of why you work with a particular type of client or in a particular niche. That could be your own journey, your experience with a particular type of client, or that they're a similar de demographic and time of life as you. So your story's got to be around one of those things so that people read your story and it's written like a story and they can relate to it. So it's really important that you get that bio. It's also called an attractive character avatar and that can go on your website. It can be used to introduce you if you're at a speaking event, all sorts of things like that. And the blurb on your brochure if you have one. So there's professional photos and a bio and the third one you need is an elevator pitch. It needs to be really short, simple and memorable. And it describes what people get by working with you. I help people transform their bodies. I help people let go of anxiety and feel calm and peaceful. Something like that. Something that describes the outcome people get by working with you. That's going to be the most attractive type of elevator pitch. Once again, it needs to feel really comfortable for you, really authentic, something you believe in. And the best way to get comfortable with your pitch is to practice it in the shower. Write out five or six different versions or ten different versions of it. Pick three that feel right for you. Ask for friends and family opinion on them. Then jump into the shower and practice until it just rolls off the tongue. That's the best way to get comfortable with an elevator pitch and to find something that's really authentically you. Make sure you get feedback on it. That means whenever you're in a social situation or online and people ask what you do, you've got something to say. And we'll talk more about that in a separate podcast episode. The next thing you need is a business card. It needs to have a photo of you on it, your name and your title and your tagline, contact details, and on the back, it needs to have a call to action. Now, if you think about most of the business cards that you get, they just get squirreled away in your purse or in a drawer somewhere and never seen again. 
but a way better way to go is to create a business card that has either a website link on the back that leads to your lead magnet, as in somewhere where people can go to download something of value, a how-to guide, uh, an audio file, something like that, a quiz. You want to have that specific website link on the back of your card with the text something like, visit this link to get this valuable thing, whatever that thing is, give it a proper name. Not a free chat, most people will balk at that, but to, you know, it's not that sort of a link, but just something that they can get of value that's going to help them. The other thing you could have on a business card on the back is an appointment booking slot. So like when you go to a hairdresser or a dentist or any of those and they book your next appointment and it has date and time. Now that sort of business card is really useful in a live networking event. Instead of just swapping cards with someone, you can say, would you like to catch up for coffee? Or would you like to have a half hour session with me, complimentary? Or something along those lines. And then you've got the actual time and date on the card. So they're going to hang on to it and use it to keep the appointment. So in either of those cases, your business card isn't just something that gets thrown away or thrown in a drawer somewhere. It's something that compels action. So either a website link to something of value or an, a blank section for booking a meeting with you of some sort is the best way to go for a business card, plus a photo of you on the front that looks really professional. So that's point number four. And point number five, the last thing in your identity kit, is a social media presence. Now you notice I'm not saying a website. I'll talk about that in a minute, but at least a starting point um, is to have either a LinkedIn profile or a Facebook profile or an Instagram profile, a business one, like a Facebook business profile, not a personal page. One of those is enough to start with. So why not a website? Well, yes, you'll probably want to get a website at some point, but any good business website is really clear about the type of client it targets the specific problem it solves, and it uses the specific words that their ideal client says regularly. Not what you think they say, but what the people actually say. What does that mean for you? It means that until you know who your ideal client is, until you know the sorts of things that they say, the specific words that they use, the types of problems that they complain about, the types of results that they want to get, it's probably better that you create a different sort of online presence for now and build a following there first before you create a website. Otherwise, you're going to have a website that sits there without a, a lot of detail or clarity on what you do. And unless you're actively driving people to that website, there's not much point in having one. So I did mention previously a business card with a website link or appointment booking. Um, and in that case, you can set up a single page, a lead page, where people can download a thing from you, or that could be delivered through social media, through one of those sorts of platform channels that you create. So know that you might want to just start with a social media profile and there's no pressure to create a website. Or if you prefer, you can simply have an online presence uh, or no online presence in, in social media and start networking in the face-to-face -face environment. 
I've built two successful businesses with absolutely zero website or social media presence, all through face-to-face. And they have been the most successful business ventures I've been part of. So the most important thing is that you're able to connect with people. And if you're not a networker, if you're not someone who has access to people in the live environment, then you want to think about the best starting point, the easiest starting point for you to build an online profile, which could be social media. If you're really clear about who your ideal client is, the problem you solve and how you work with people, then by all means, set up a simple website. Get some help so it looks professional. So just to recap this episode, when creating your identity, your business and personal identity, you want to talk about or define in your own mind who you are as a person, your why, how you work with people, your persona and how you show up, what you put out into the world. And then you can create an identity kit that's going to help you promote your business and be seen and be known for something. And that kit involves professional photos, a really well-written bio that portrays your personality and your story, an elevator pitch, business cards with a website link or appointment booking slot on the back, and a social media presence, which could be simply a LinkedIn or Facebook page, or if you feel you're clear on the other parts of who you work with, build a basic website or a landing page. And that's it for this episode. That's creating a business identity when you're starting up a new business. Thanks for listening and uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of the Entrepreneur series. Bye for now.